0: of e-commerce can be tricky and that's why you need the experts to help take you to the next level. This is Delivering E-commerce and this is Chris Parsons.
1: Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on a new episode of Delivering E-commerce with Chris Parsons. I'm your host. This is my first episode of 2022 and I'm so honored and thankful to have Diane McCubrey, Join us from uh sales floor. Deanne, can, uh, Diane, can you please uh, do an introduction of yourself?
2: Uh, sure. Thanks. Uh, first of all, thanks, Chris, for having me on today. This is great. Um, so I am the VP of sales at Salesfloor. Um, I've been around for about a year, just over a year uh, with the company, uh, loving it. Uh, One of the reasons why I came over is, as we all know, e-commerce has really skyrocketed. There's huge interest. It's kind of the new direction that a lot of retailers are going in. And so uh, I've been in the retail space for a really long time, Uh, but, uh, you know, made a change over in the middle of a pandemic, Um, but it's been a great move. And I'm excited to kind of talk about some of those experiences with you
1: yeah perfect I'm looking forward to it and you know I appreciate all of your comments on LinkedIn you you often comment to some of the posts or the uh, the videos that we have and I appreciate that dialogue going back and forth so let's let's really dive into your journey I love having everyone that I have on talk about their path to, to where they they are today so if we can start there that'd be wonderful.
2: Great. Um, so you know what? Um, for anyone who knows me, they know that I'm a, uh, an advocate shopper. I love shopping. Uh, retail is kind of like therapeutical uh, for myself. Prior to coming to Salesforce, though, I worked at a company called uh Redalon, And that's really what kind of got me um, engaged in being able to want to make a difference in the retail space. Um, From that from that perspective, it was a lot about optimizing, bringing the right product to the right locations at the right time, Um, because I didn't really understand when I was a shopper and I would walk into a store and they were always out of my size or it was only my size that they had available, but it was all on sale. And, you know, you would get it at 75 percent off and I could never quite understand how that problem ever evolved. And working with analytics I was really able to figure out that a lot of the problem was really the retailers just didn't have the tools to be able to understand what products they needed to ship to what stores based on that demand. Right. Um, And so I did that for seven years. I loved it, was able to make a really um, nice impact with a lot of retailers. But as the industry started evolving and when the pandemic hit, there was a big shift in uh, people being able to need to be serviced in a new way um, because all of a sudden stores were closed. Uh, you still want to be able to shop, but how am I going to connect with that store now? And so there was a big evolution that happened. Um, I think it was happening before the pandemic, but the pandemic just really made things more visible. And we started getting a lot more customers kind of needing uh, the ability to connect that online customer to store associates, for example, because they couldn't come into the store. And so when that started shifting, I was asked if I would come over to Salesforce to kind of help um, evolve um, the business. And I did. And I'm excited that I did um, because there's a huge need uh, there. And I think one of the biggest things um, that I find rewarding is being able to solve uh, problems for, you know, provide a solution to a problem that retailers are having. And um, that's really the journey that I'm on right now and plan on continuing for the next uh, you know
1: couple of years for sure. That's great. Yeah. Sales floor plays such a significant role in this whole harmonized shopping experience. And, you know, especially for, you know, retailers that have a lot of product knowledge. I mean, what a great way for for an audience to really engage in real time live with with a staff associates who've worked so hard to increase their product knowledge. You want to get into some specifics about sales floor and some of the offerings you have?
2: Yeah, so I think one of the number one challenges that we have are retailers, you know, for anyone who's decided to keep a brick and mortar location up, they've invested heavily into their store associates, they are the face of the product. um, And they are the ones that have the most product knowledge, they understand how products work fit. Um, the advantages, disadvantages of certain things, how things complement one another. And when you go into a store, regardless what type of retail uh, store it is, having that knowledge base there that can help you make a decision about what product to buy is really significant. It's very powerful. Um, And so, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges that we're having right now that we're solving is, You know, Christmas was a perfect example, and I'm sure that you experienced this and everyone else has done this. Uh, You know, a lot of people decided to go shopping online, and the most amount um, of time that you'll see that happening is during the holidays, right? Stores Mm -hmm. are really busy. Um, They have, you know, uh, limits on how many people can get into a store. So a lot of people don't want to stand in that lineup. So... Right now is the time that you're really seeing who's got a really great e-commerce platform. And so it's great that I can shop online, but a lot of people were out of product. And maybe I was out of product online, but I'm not out of product in that store. So being able to connect with that you know, while you're on that e com site, being able to connect with your local store or local stores to be yep. able to find out where can I get that product? Is it legitimately out of stock or is it available in a particular store and how do I get it? That is huge. And so for me, I probably shopped at maybe 25 different retailers during the Christmas holidays, and most of them didn't have the ability for me to connect with a local store associate. I could do a bot, and then as long as I asked the right questions, maybe I could get the answer I was looking for. But if I didn't, it just brought me back to, thank you, hope we were able to answer your questions, have a great day. And it's frustrating. And so for us, that's the biggest piece that we're solving. It's, you know, everyone... Every retailer will say, you know, we're evolving, we're providing service in the way that consumers want to be serviced. But is everyone really doing that? Some retailers are doing a fantastic job with that and others, they're not. You know, you can put some part of a a connection there. But unless you really give that consumer the experience that wants them to convert and buy from you versus your competitor, what are you really doing? And so that's what we're doing. We're really, you know our results show and they prove themselves that we're converting 20% new customers online. Why are we doing that? Like what's really the difference? The difference is that when I have a store associate on the phone and let's just use an example of GNC, I'm talking, I call GNC. I'm looking for particular um, vitamins. Maybe, you know what, it's cold season. I want to make sure that I'm being protected. I don't necessarily know what vitamins I should be looking at and what's best suited for me. So when I can connect to GNC and I connect with a local product expert who can tell me what the differences are based on, you know, my age, what is it that I'm looking for? Am I on uh, medication today? You know, what is it that I have? Having someone to be able to give me options and tell me what that best product fit would be is significant. It's huge. I've now built a relationship with that person. I've, you know, we've got a trust relationship here. I purchased a product. If that product works out great for me, I'm going to continue working with that store associate. If I didn't really like that product and I want to follow up, I now have someone that I can go back to and kind of continue having the conversation because we want to be able to not only retain that customer, but have that loyalty where, you know what, they're happy with our service. They want to um, keep shopping with us. I think that's the biggest difference. There are too many retailers out there where we buy something and you can't return it. You have no one to talk to. If it's broken, something went wrong. Where do I engage? How do I feel like I'm not sitting on hold for an hour trying to get you know, a problem solved, trying to find a product that I want. You know, we can look at home hardware is a perfect example. You know, a lot of people are doing renovations right now. If I have to do everything online and I don't know what, um, you know, I'm buying paint. That's a perfect example. I'm buying paint. I don't know what finish of paint I need. Is it satin? Is it semi-gloss? Is it latex? What kind of paint do I have? And then coloring is hard because if I'm looking at color skews online, it's never quite right. So being able to connect with that product expert that can tell me, you know, I can share I'm painting a bathroom. So a bathroom finish is going to be different than a kitchen finish versus a hallway finish. Being able to understand those differences is going to take that frustration from me not knowing what I need to know to buying a product that's going to be a great fit. And it's all about the surface now. That's what everybody wants. It's about mm-hmm. service.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think the important piece of having that engagement with um, an actual associate you could have a specific product in mind, but once you start having that dialogue with uh, with an associate, they're more familiar with the extended assortment, the complementary items, and they can really help build that package out or make a recommendation to say, you know what, that initial item that you called about or started having a dialogue about, we've actually got something for a little bit more or a little bit less that is better suited towards what your scope is of a project. So I think those having that capability to have that dialogue with someone versus just and we we try from a digital standpoint to put as many digital tools in place, like a compare feature and, you know, multiple images and some good copy. But it, there's nothing better than having that live conversation with someone that is an expert to really take you through that process. And then that just really helps retailers with conversion. And that's what we're all going after. Like we have such a hard time acquiring customers when you do acquire them to be able to convert them and have them also then probably have less returns because they're shopping with confidence.
2: Exactly. And that's the thing is like, you know, when I look at when I went to buy the iRobot vacuum, you know, we went and got it and my husband bought the basic model because he didn't really understand what the differences are, right? Mm-hmm. Once you go to use it or, you know, if you were to ask and probe the right questions and find out, you know, what is the square footage of your home? Like, you know, how how often do you plan on using it? That salesperson would not been able to upsell him on a better product because the one that he, we bought didn't meet our criteria, right? So now you've right. got a return that you've got to deal with and a product that someone's not happy with. The reality is if I'm looking for that vacuum, I want one that meets my needs. So being able to have that dialogue is critical. But then as you're saying, being you're able to upsell, cross-sell, because I'm really understanding the customer, what they need, and I'm helping them understand the benefits and disadvantages of buying one product over another, right? And so that's why we're also seeing a 40% reduction in returns, because we are taking the time, our store associates are taking the time to pre-qualify that customer to understand what they really want. So when they sell them the product, it's more along the lines of what they want. And the other piece is like you're talking about cross-selling, upselling. You know, I think it was about a month ago, I was buying shampoo and conditioner. I just changed my product line. And in doing that, the store associate was to, you know, letting me know about the leave-in conditioner that, you know, went really well with it and the spray. I probably wouldn't have actually thought about it just because I like the product that I use today. But when she explained the differences and how they actually work well together, I did end up buying the two, you know, one of them I love, the other one I'm not as crazy about. But you know what? She was able to upsell me on an additional product that I normally wouldn't have bought in the first place. Right. So that's the, you know, the name of the game is keeping them loyal. And how do you get them to buy more from you?
1: Right. And, and building those baskets is key. And, you know, a lot of times as a, as a retailer, the basket will be maybe a $60 basket, but how often do people leave without the HDMI cable for the TV they just bought, or how they leave without the batteries for the remote control? And then they get home and it just creates this. They're so excited from the brand new product they just bought, take it out of the box, go to set it up and use it for the first time. And then they're now stealing batteries from another remote control so they can they can use their new product. It is, it is nothing more frustrating from a consumer standpoint. And once retailers understand that and start allowing opportunities to engage in, in a live format, then their associates can stop that and actually make that post-purchase experience Really delightful because they've yeah. they've been thoughtful through the whole customer journey instead of just the transaction, whether it's online or in-store. It's about how that customer is going to interact with the products once they get it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it too, sometimes you have someone that, you know, they come in and they shop and they buy a lot of stuff, but maybe they have a budget. They're only spending a certain amount of money, but there was other things that they like. And so imagine if you know that they like it and you can task yourself to say, listen, you know, Diane came in the other day, she, you know, spent whatever $300 on us, but she loved these jeans. It was just more than what she could spend on the budget. And those jeans are going on sale in two weeks from now. When you know that those jeans are on sale in two weeks, three weeks, whatever that time frame is, imagine if you could reach out to Diane and say, "Hey, Di, you know, I hope you like the products that you bought. Those jeans that you really love—they're on for fifty percent off. Just thought I'd right. let you know if you're interested. You know what? You know, add add that to my text, my email, and I can you know click on it and buy it online and get that product shipped to me. So it's not uh, I'm forcing you to buy something, but it's just. Just like, you know, you'd want to know. You're not going to miss out on those jeans, but they're now affordable maybe for you to buy that. You know, it's building that relationship and that trust with someone that is really valuable. Like, I think it's really critical. People always say, you know, we're all looking to save money. I think to some degree we're looking to save money. But if saving money is the cost of bad experience and not good customer service, you're actually spending more money because it's like you say, I've got to go back, you know, gas, my time to rebuy, to exchange, to do the things that are now becomes frustrating to me, right? So if I get that better service upfront, I'll spend a little bit more, but I'm getting my value back. And I think consumers are now looking for that as well, too. It's like they're not willing to settle for just 25% of it. They want all of it all bundled in one.
1: Right. And that service comes in other formats, not just the product, but the product offerings in totality like um, buy now, pay later plan. So, you know, instead of allowing you to leave without purchasing those jeans today, now you can say to educate the the customer and say, we have this feature of a buy now, pay later program. And here's what it does for you. Instead of having them go and read all of the, the fine print about it, you can educate them one on one, give them the confidence that they can get their jeans today and yeah. be able to pay it off over a six-week period with no interest, what customer is not going to, to do that? So, And then the other piece is like the yeah. project, a lot of uh, retailers have those warranty programs on products. And a lot of customers really are hesitant to spend an extra 20 $30 protecting a product that they just purchased and adding a warranty because they don't want to read all the detail about it or watch the videos on it. But if they had an associate be able to flag the three, five key features of a protection program, a lot of customers would see the value in them. And I'm not talking like when you go to a cash and are like, would you add? want to add $5 to protect it for another year? Because that's, that's not helping anyone, but truly educating a consumer of the benefits of those programs and um, yeah. the maintenance and the longevity that you can get out of an item by having some of those programs. I think that's the opportunity experience that you guys are able to create with the services you're offering.
2: Absolutely. And you, I mean, you bring up a good example, like, Think of appliances, furniture. I, I need it now, but I can't afford it maybe necessarily now. Okay, well, maybe we have a program that you don't buy for six months, right? Um, and then later on, they want to, you know, get additional product with it. You can do that. You can build that in. If I look at jewelry and I buy a watch and it needs to be serviced every year, it's a very high-end watch. Okay, being able to have someone to reach out and say, hey, you know what, it's uh, 12 months from the time that you purchased your watch. Would you like to come in and bring it in to be serviced? It's those reminders of being able to kind of continue servicing that customer and you're adding value you're helping them remember them and that could apply in with your car as well you know dealerships do that all the time right you're upgrading your car you're it's time for an oil change whatever that might be winter tires you know i know winter tires only last up to three years okay i want to you know what's my action item in three years to remind that customer that your tires are likely up to come due but I want you to come get them from me versus, you know, calling the next uh, person or you're doing a drive-by and stopping somewhere else at my competitor when I have the information to be able to service you properly. I have the information that knows when and how I should be reaching out to you and why. So Salesforce does that. We help store associates by empowering them with that information to know exactly when they should reach out to the customers. You know, it's It's not like whatever, a hundred years ago where you knew every single person that walked into the store, you knew their families, you knew everything they bought. It's too hard to keep track of customers like that today. So we're all leveraging technology for that. We have the data. We're able to see when they bought things, what their shopping pattern is like, what they like, what brands, um, how often do they buy? How much do they spend? So now that I have that intel, why not leverage that? And be able to um, really help that customer in their shopping journey to make life easier for them, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. You're you're actually doing two things that all retailers would love to have. And that's increased frequency of a customer visit and lifetime value of a customer. By, yeah. by being able to create a profile of a consumer um, and engage with them based on their current shopping behaviors mm-hmm. and then influence their sale afterwards, you're really creating this lifetime value uh, engagement with a consumer, which people just love that. Like I was on another meeting, just talking about subscription services as an example of one of those areas where I just want to set stuff and forget it. At this point, I know my shopping habits. I know that every three months I need this exact same black shirt because eventually the collars get dirty enough that I can't get them back to life that yeah. I just, just have another one delivered to me, please. Because yes. I'm going to always wear black. I'm never not going to. it, and unless, unless my size radically changes, then you can send me one every three months and I'll be very happy to pay for that service.
2: Exactly. And that can be like on anything that's replenishable. Like if you know that, you know, you always uh, buy the same type of vitamins, whatever those vitamins are. And every three Mm -hmm. months they need a refill. I don't want to have to go into the store to get it. I want to be on a refill. I want to be on an automatic, you know, they send out. So with Salesforce, we can send you a text or an email that says, you know, hey, Chris, um, you know, these three vitamins that you buy, I'm, you know, I expect that they're hitting replenishment. Do you want to reorder them? It's a clickable product. You get the email you hit. Yes. Away you go. It's in your shopping cart. You buy it. It's easy. It's delivered to you. You don't even have to go into the store. That's easy. There's some things like that, that make life easy. If I'm, you know, if I've got moisturizer hair product, whatever that might be, I know it needs to be replenished in a matter of, you know, 10 to 15 weeks. So at 10 to 15 weeks, instead of me running out and now having to go to the store and kind of be an inconvenience to go out and get one or two products, how great would that be if someone just automatically knew when I needed a replenishment and just notified me and said, hey, Diane, do you still want this? Or maybe there's a bigger size or something that now complements that. But having someone just be able to reach out to me and know me as a customer, there's huge value in that. Huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So what are the two or three, if, if someone's going to reach out to you about sales floor from a retail perspective and want to get some information, what are like the three areas that you guys... Th- feel that you're really thriving um, and really strong. And so that way our audience knows, Hey, like really clear and specific, you know, we, we can support you guys with this.
2: Well, so for me personally, I feel like virtual shopping is the number one and the reason being is everyone's trying to figure out how to connect that online customer to the store, right? There's like everyone shopping online, whether you start the journey online or in store, you're going to either finish it uh, in one area or the other. So being able to help convert that customer to buy either online or come into the store and finish that shopping journey is critical. So the fact that we provide that and we personalize it by having a store associate or a product expert be able to do that and start that shopping journey with you online and be that same person who services you in the store is huge. It's critical. The second piece that we have is a lot of store associates want to be able to personalize their shopping experience with a customer. So when a customer comes into a store, they'll, um, you know, maybe they look for 30 minutes, whatever that, that might be, but they leave undecided. So they haven't bought. And if I've invested that time with that customer, I want to find a way to get them to come back. And we have storefronts that do that. So you can scan a QR code or I can give you a business card with my URL, but it allows you to continue shopping with me. So you can still email me, text me, have a live chat video call with me to continue the conversation and shop with me. And if you decide to shop online, I can still have that conversation with you. So I'm kind of that personalized shopper with you now converted to a digital experience, so to speak. So that's our number two, which is, uh, incredibly valuable. Uh, any of our customers that use this feature absolutely love it. It's a great way for them to stay connected. The third piece that I find uh, very valuable is clienteling. And that is really being able to know when, who, and why to reach out to customers in a meaningful way. So it might be, you know, like we talked about, being able to know when a customer needs to be uh, have their product replenished, um, when products are on sale that you know a customer really likes or something was out of stock but it's in stock. I want to reach out to that customer because I know that they really like that product and I want to let them know that it's available to them. And maybe it's just because I haven't seen that customer in in the store in the last three to six months and I want to just reach out to them and be able to send them a message that says, hey, Chris, it's been six months since I've seen you. Um, You know, uh, wanted to let you know, we've got, you know, a new product launch. Um, Maybe there's some interest there, whatever, depending on what product line I'm selling, what retail I'm in. I want to have a way to give store associates the ability to reconnect with customers that they haven't seen in a bit. And Mm -hmm. we're the only company that does that in an automated way that lets them know exactly when, who, and why to reach out to that person proactively. So those are our top
1: three. The client telling is probably my favorite piece of the engagement. And the reason is, is I, I get pretty loyal with the stores that I shop and being able to have someone interact with me and be proactive about me just gives me that. And I have an ego. I like to be pampered. So it <laughs> gives me that pampered feeling that, you know what, somebody knows me well enough and it gives me that 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 nudge to come back in, start shopping again, or to just check in and be like, hey, you haven't been in here as frequent as, as usual. What's going on is just, I think, it may not suit every retailer, but from my type of shopping experience... That's that's the piece I look for, especially when it comes to fashion. Um, I could be missing out on the latest and greatest um, trends at, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll name them. I love RW Coats, who I shop with religiously. Um, and it's just one of those experiences. If that store associate and they know me by name when I get there, if they had yeah. that tool to engage with me, I know they would. Um, so that's, yes. that's great. Where do you see in 2022 some of the big trends in the industry, whether it's artificial intelligence, intelligence, voice search, et cetera, et cetera? What do you see coming down the pipe?
2: I think the number one thing that you're going to start seeing is AI introduced um, into everything. I'm a big believer in AI. I've I've been doing AI back even in the day when I did finance. I think um, it's taking it to a whole new level and being able to understand why things happen the way that they do. Because once you can get that intelligence, it's going to make it so much easier and better for us to be able to service our customers. And uh, I'm actually excited because we've just partnered um, with a new company that this is exactly what we've done is we're introducing AI now to our virtual shopping component. So we're going to um, be able to understand the customer's needs and wants better. So that way, when it hits our store associate, we can better service them if they want to hit a store associate, if they want to be able to just better understand their product. Um, so let's just use an example. I've got um, I'm looking for hair product and it's going to probe me with some key questions that says, um, Uh, Okay. What type of hair do you have? Curly. Is it colored hair? Yes. Short, long, whatever that might be. Um, You know, what's your issue with your hair? It's really ruly, whatever that might be. Um, Okay, great. Well, then it already recommends what products are the best fit for me. And so I think that's really critical, because sometimes people may not want to speak to a store associate, they just want a quick answer. Um, Mm -hmm. Or they do, but I'm already filtering a lot of that out to give you a better recommendation. So I'm excited that we're launching this new product, um, or at least that we're partnering with them. I think that's going to take us to... Um, we're con- I feel like Salesforce is forever evolving and kind of ahead of the of the curve. And this just um, kind of solidifies exactly what we've been doing. We're always ahead of the curve. AI needs to be in the forefront I, of, of any retailer. I really do believe that. Everyone needs it. And uh, we're there now.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, I think AI just... What used to be funny is AI kind of interfered with your shopping experience because it, you you noticed that it was there. Now it's to the point where it's so seamless, you don't even realize that these recommendations are coming from algorithms and from an intelligence. It's just they're just there and it just creates such a personalized shopping experience that you just naturally take it for granted now. So uh, I'm really yeah. excited about where AI is going and and how. But I think some of the other things is like, and I think your service is going to help with that. In in 2022, we still have all these logistic opportunities. We're still not importing on on time. Items are not getting to shelf uh, the way they normally would. And with your type of service, you can when they do finally arrive, your associates can reach out to all of the customers that have been in store, have been looking for those items, and and make sure hey have have you picked that up from another retailer perhaps, or you know what we we now finally have it in stock. And I think your solution solves one of the biggest problems that retailers are going to have in 2022, which is the flow of goods.
2: Yeah. And that's, and you know what, you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's there's a lot of retailers that are struggling to get that right product. And I think having the pandemic right now has added even more um, stress, right? Where maybe I can't transport enough that product. I can't get it to the right locations. So all it's going to do is identify how big of a problem they actually have right bringing in that right product the right SKUs, whatever that might be and ai there's so much more to that i think a lot of people get confused with ai machine learning and understanding what the differences are but ai is so much more advanced because it's taking it's taking probably you know 20 top major factors that we don't even think about that says right. you know why do i need that product there and it's not just you know the skew the size the color but is weather having an impact on it? Um, what cities are having an impact? Is there an event? Is there something going on uh, during this time? Is there a promotion? Is there an event that's occurring that actually cannibalizes or um, provides an infinity effect to products that I currently sell today, right? So, knowing all of that is really critical. Add AI to what we're doing. Again, it's helping understand, you know, like if you look at if I'm buying shampoo and conditioner. What other products go well with it? What sells with it? And being able to kind of bundle that up is really valuable. And I think retailers need to figure that out, right?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, And we're getting better. I think retailers are. It's just a lot of legacy systems are still in the way of of true um, integration and success. But that's not an excuse not to test and learn these things. Um, Mm -hmm. Hey, Diane, it's been 30 minutes already. Um, I really have enjoyed our conversation. How, how does our audience get in touch with you?
2: Um, they can, uh, email me, um, or give me a call. So, uh, the number here is 416-625-8249, or they can send me an email at, uh, diane at salesfloor.net And Diana's two ends.
1: Perfect. And they can also, I'm sure, connect with you on LinkedIn, which is where we've, we connected and, uh, once they do that, I think they'll uh, really benefit from um, having an engagement with you. So I'm going to wrap this up for tonight. I thank you so much for being my first guest of 2022. I look forward to continuing our conversations and our relationship. I really appreciate the insights that you've brought tonight. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks will reach out to you because everyone's trying to find new ways to um have customer loyalty. And it's not about just discounts anymore. It's not about a points program anymore. It's, it's about creating that user experience and uh, you guys definitely are killing it.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Thanks a lot, Chris. I always love listening to your uh, podcast. So I look forward to what 2022 has in store for you.
0: Thanks so much. Cheers.
2: Awesome. Ciao. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to delivering e-commerce. It's our passion to have on leaders and suppliers in e-commerce from around the globe, setting you and your strategy up for the next level. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. Connect with Chris on LinkedIn at Chris Parsons, on LinkedIn and Spotify at Delivering E-Commerce or on YouTube at Chris Parsons Delivering E-Commerce. Till next time, this is Delivering E-Commerce.